Fostering with Love, Episode 3, for Wednesday, July 21st, 2010. A dead sprint, and then pacing ourselves. Hey everybody, my name is Dan, and I'm a foster parent. I'm trying a new method for putting out these podcast episodes. The very first episode, I wrote a script and then read the script word for word, which, I mean, just can only be a little flat. I'm no, not a professional actor, and uh, so <laughs> I'm sure it came off as a little flat, but informative and good, hopefully. And then uh, the last episode, episode two, I wrote the script and then I kind of kept using it almost as a reference, reading parts of it, but just going off the cuff for other parts, and so it differed from the blog post, and this is kind of a different deal. Most people have a podcast, and then they just put show notes in the blog post, or they have a blog. I'm trying to do both of them. So this time, I wrote just bullet points of an outline I'm going to glance at and then just talk about. So it'll be more natural instead of you listening to me read something that I wrote, which would be boring, I'm sure. Um, so I'm hoping that this new way will be a lot better, and then I'll just create the blog post from the recording, kind of transcribe it. So I hope that uh, this is a little bit more entertaining to all of you guys, and thanks for joining me. So um, a lot's happened since the last podcast episode and blog post. Um, as you guys know, we had a little three-month-old boy, and we actually began care for uh, his older sister. They share the same bio mom, and um, we had a placement with his older sister because they wanted to keep the siblings together, but we only had her for a little less than a week, and then she was reunified with her mom. But uh, it was determined by the courts that the baby wasn't really bonding yet with mommy, and he was not gaining weight under her care, and so we've been able to make him gain a lot of weight and eat a lot more. And so for the time being, uh, we're going to keep him in our care, and we're not sure how long that will be or where it will lead, but um, we uh, really like the little guy, and we're happy to provide him with a safe home. So... You've heard me say that we didn't want to uh, change the birth order in our family, and uh, we took in a three-year-old. Um, we just did this because they didn't want to separate these siblings, and we wanted to keep the little guy that we've had with us. So we said, yeah, we'll, we'll care for her. And that was an adventure. <laughs> also, she really liked her little brother and knew him well, so they wanted her to be with him. But um, anyway, when when she was in her home, uh, she played pretty well with our two-year-old son. The daytime was loud and busy, and meals were a lot more work. Um, but for the most part, it was just a noisier household, and we had to deal with tantrums every once in a while. Um, our son would say, my baby, and she would say, that's my baby brother, and they would fight over him a little bit, which was sweet, but it started to get into kind of a tantrum, so 
Uh, we explained to our son that it's his friend and it's her baby brother. But, um, you know, they'd fight over toys here and there. And it's good for our son to be around that and learn how to share. But it was challenging. Um, another thing that was challenging was bedtimes. The first night went pretty smooth, actually. Um, the only thing was that she, when we left, she was really scared and we didn't know why. And she wouldn't tell us. And then my wife kept saying, are you scared of the dark? And she said, yes. Because um, when we first left, she was screaming, I'm scared. And so we felt really bad, but we had a lamp in there. We turned the lamp on and she said, will you promise to come back and get me tomorrow morning and not leave me in here? Even if I don't wake up, we said, yes, we promise. And we can hear you if you need anything, we'll come right down. And she went right to sleep. Uh, the next night, however, was not the best. Uh, that afternoon, a little bit before bedtime, she'd had a visit with mommy and her mom gave her some gum, which we thought was very nice. And we told her, oh, you have such a nice mommy to give you some gum. But we could not let her go to bed with gum. And we explained to her that while well, my wife explained, I was laying our son down. Uh, while you fall asleep, the gum could fall out of your mouth and get stuck in your hair and then we'd have no way to get it out so we'd have to cut your hair and she just wasn't really getting it so after a long verbal back and forth my wife had to just make her give her the gum and she threw a huge fit over it I'm sure because it was kind of holding on to a little piece of her mommy because her mommy gave her that gum and we said her mom gave her more gum we said yeah, you can have more gum from your mommy tomorrow, just not while you're going to bed. And she calmed down eventually, but uh, usually uh, bedtime takes about 10 minutes, maybe 15 sometimes. And that night it took about an hour. <laughs> so that was a little challenging, but uh, if you really want to hear about some challenging bedtime situations, then you should go listen to uh, the Foster Parenting Podcast with Tim and Wendy. They've been through a lot more with their little... At the time, they're three- and four-year-old girls. Now they're older, but... Um, again, I'm going to plug it, because that podcast rocks. Fosteringpodcast.com Edit. Fosterpodcast.com um, So, uh, another thing that we did realize while she was in our care was that we weren't able to give our son the attention that we wanted to. Like our bedtime routine, we all read together the first night, and she just kind of took over uh, the book and kept on interrupting and pointing things out, and and that was fine, but our boy didn't get to do any of that either. Normally, we're asking him questions, and what color is this, and what what animal is that in the books, and just trying to help him grow and learn, and, and we want to do that with all the foster kids we have too, but... He wasn't able to do that while we did it all together. So the second night, we separated. I laid our son down, and my wife laid the three-year-old girl down. And that seemed to work okay. Um, we only ended up having them two nights and three days. But, um, you know, we we have kind of made a, a pact with each other now that we won't be taking in anyone older than Seth. Uh, because also her tantrums are kind of starting to rub off on him. And luckily, she didn't have any foul language. Um, 
But if she did, he would have been repeating her right right away, right off the bat. He was he was copying everything she was doing and luckily she was a, she was a very sweet little girl, but uh understandably she had some tantrums and um you know, lots of 3-year-olds do, but it was starting to affect our son after only a couple days. So from now on, we're just going to take in uh, foster children younger than our son, who's two right now, as you guys know. And um, just for now, I think one child at a time. That way we can really focus on our son and his development and also provide uh, a foster child with enough love and care and and time as well. So I'll talk about how the very first time after we'd had these kids for a while was that uh, they went to their first visit with their uh, birth mom. Um, We went to go and run errands and then had a quiet dinner together as a family. And um, it was really nice. And it showed us how different, in contrast, um, it was uh, as far as how busy our life was now with three children in our care compared to the one. And, um, you know, all the how, how busy our life seemed with one child before now just seems <laughs> so, so easy. And um, so that was kind of eye-opening and another thing that helped us to decide we're just going to take in one foster child at a time and so anyway the next day after her, her second night with us the the hard time going to sleep we were going to go camping and we were going to go in the morning but there was a court date uh there was a court hearing that um the children might be reunified that day and the uh social worker felt bad for us she said we don't want to hold you guys up just go camping but we thought, well, it'll be nice for the kids to get a good nap in before we go. They probably won't take naps while they're camping out in the middle of the woods. So, because they'll just be too excited about everything. So we waited and laid them down around noon and we woke up. The court hearing was around 1 or one thirty or something like that. And um, But we still didn't hear from them a few hours after that. So we uh, we packed up and decided to head out. And after we were about a half hour out from our house, um, we got a call that it was decided that the sister would be re- uh, reunified with her mom immediately, but that the child, as I've said before, um, wasn't quite bonding and gaining weight. So we would be holding on to the child for now. So we took an exit, turned around and drove back and then got to wait in a parking lot a very hot parking lot for about 45 minutes um, for someone to come and pick her up. And it was kind of sad because she knew she was going to go camping. And at first she was saying, I don't want to go home to my mommy. I want to go camping with you guys. And we felt bad that we'd kind of given her the expectation, but we had no way of knowing. But um, before she left us, she was excited to go back and see her mommy. We're telling her that her mommy was really excited to see her and so that worked out, and our camping trip ended up probably being a lot less work and in some ways maybe more fun, and I don't want that to sound bad, but, um, you know, having a little three-month-old who naps and eats a lot and has a lot of other people wanting to hold him 
And then our son, who we're used to, was just a lot easier than dealing with three kids. So we rode on a four-wheeler, and uh, we camped out in the middle of the forest about an hour and a half away from where we live, and it was a great time. Lots of good food and good company. Um, so that was uh, just this last weekend. Um, one awesome thing that happened the very first night we were camping was that the baby slept through the night. Now, <laughs> uh, one of the dogs that was with us started barking at like 5.15, so w- the whole camp was up at 5.20 around the campfire and making breakfast. But uh, he did sleep through the night, and that was wonderful because we were really dreading getting up in pitch black with just a little flashlight to make a bottle and change him and all that stuff. That would have been challenging, so... That was really great. He slept through the night while camping. Our two-year-old slept really well. We weren't sure how that'd go, but he was in a little sleeping bag next to me, and uh, we were on an air mattress, and on the side of my that my wife was on, the baby was in a little bassinet thing. And um, since then, a couple times, we've found our son asleep on the ground when we would go to wake to, to get him in the morning. And we were like, my wife asked him, how come you're down here, buddy? What are you doing? And he said, I'm camping. So (laughs) that was pretty cute. Um, but, uh, so we're going to go again in a couple weeks, but I just want to say again, how much it's helped the baby and us to put him on a schedule. And I think that's what has helped him sleep through the night because he's eating more and sleeping for longer periods of time. I just can't imagine feeding an infant like an ounce and a half every hour or so. Um, I'm sure that anyone dealing with that wouldn't be able to feed him much through the night because they would need to sleep. And so I'm sure that's some of the reason he wasn't gaining too much weight. So we've gotten him to stop snacking and start chugging. So anyways, that's been the adventures of this foster parent. I really want to thank you guys for listening. And again, you can... Find the blog that goes with this podcast at fosteringwithlove.blogspot.com. And I'm on Twitter now as fosterwithlove, um, at fosterwithlove on Twitter. So um, thank you guys for listening. God bless. And I'll see you in another week or so. This podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative works, 3.0 US license. Music used was Fresh Deep Drum and Bass Volume 2 by DJ Krauss. Found at archive.org.